0: welcome back to another episode of explain it slowly yay
1: what's the topic for this episode
0: today's topic is how do old tvs work the ones with the 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 back the big back
1: the big the big butts and they cannot lie (laughs) is that what they call big butts no Uh, (laughs) so old tvs uh also known as crts or cathode ray tubes um are another piece of pretty cool technology when you think about uh how it works. So uh it's composed of several things. Something called an electron gun, which sounds super awesome. Um basically can shoot and zap electrons uh out of it. And this is why if you have an old TV and it's plugged in, never take it apart. You're gonna fry yourself. Like it has the word gun in it for pizza. <laughs> like this thing is dangerous. Electrons and guns. Mm-mm um which alludes to how much power these things use uh in any case so it has an electron gun it has a vacuum because it turns out electrons don't go very far when you have like air uh it just hits air and then that's that that's so so long for that electron um so you have an empty space with nothing in it known as a vacuum um basically a glass jar with all the air sucked out
0: side note Uh is that vacuum that empty space is that the same thing as the vacuum that you use to clean the carpet so a
1: vacuum generates a vacuum
0: huh what do those words mean (laughs)
1: okay so a vacuum cleaner yeah generates a vacuum by which the air around the vacuum cleaner will want to go into the vacuum and in the process of the air around the vacuum wanting to go into the vacuum it picks up dust
0: why does it want to go into the vacuum? Because
1: there's no there's no air in the vacuum. So there's no air pushing back out in the other direction. So air wants to fill the void, and it will just kind of go in. Okay. Kind of like if you have a balloon, you blow it up. The air inside there is under a higher pressure. So if you open the balloon, the air inside the balloon wants to go out of the balloon. Yeah. Because there's less air on the outside pushing back at it. So the vacuum works the same way in the opposite direction. You have a ton of air in the room. That's the balloon. And then inside the vacuum, there's no air at all. So the air in the room will want to go inside of the vacuum because nothing is pushing back at it. Mm. So it's going to hit a piece of cat hair and it's going to bring it along with it. So air pressure, quite strong. Okay. Moral story. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Back to old TVs. Uh, So we have a big jar. Uh, It has been emptied of air. So there's no air in it, just like a light bulb basically, uh, you have an electron gun at one end of it and you have a flat surface on the other. So that's your screen, okay? Aww. Now the screen, um, if it was just a screen, it could be kind of quite boring. Uh, so what you'd have on that screen is uh, basically a grid of things called phosphors. So this is using phosphorus. Um, and uh, phosphors are basically glow in the dark rocks. So if you've if you've been inside of a cave structure um, right when the sun is going down, you might see that there's lots of rocks that kind of glow a little bit, um, and that's because light hit them. Uh, it caused a reaction that let off photons, and that's what made it glow. That makes sense. Mm. Okay, so we have our electron gun. If it shoots an electron, that electron is going to go through the big jar basically mm-hmm. that has no air in it and the next thing it's going to hit is one of these phosphors on the other end of the jar which makes up the screen
0: okay and,
1: and when it the hits
0: the screen is before the the glass
1: the screen is what you look at basically
0: so is that the lens is that the glass thing that you touch? yeah
1: well you don't screen? touch it. well i guess you can touch it, it makes everything staticky right like i don't know if you remember isn't
0: but, but old tv there's a hard glass that if you touch it doesn't do anything right? yeah
1: that's the screen
0: that's the screen yeah because it's now the tvs now it's when you put a finger on it it warps but yeah old TVs so that's things lcds that. yeah, yeah old TVs. tvs
1: they don't do that it's a hard piece of glass okay and that's one end of that jar
0: oh so then on the other side of that glass is where the phosphorus are
1: yes basically okay um, and if you ever played around with an old TV and you like rub your arm against it, all your arm hairs will kind of get glued to the TV because there are tons of electrons bombarding it from the mm, other side Okay. Um, to like make it do stuff. So in any case, you have an electron, it hits the phosphor and it glows and that will make light. Okay. Okay. So, so far we have an electron gun. It shoots straight <laughs> and it will make the, the very center of that TV glow. Great. We were at step one mm-hmm. of making the TV work. Now, what we'll have is a set of magnets around our electron gun. And those magnets, depending on if the left or right one is on or the top and bottom one is on, will go ahead and influence that electron. So as the electron is shooting out of the electron gun, it's going to notice, hey, the magnet up north is really, really strong right now. So the electron is going to kind of like spin its... Um, spin its wheel in its car and go straight up north.
0: Okay, so that magnet is literally sucking that electron up. It's
1: sucking, but it doesn't quite catch it because that electron is going fast, basically the speed of light. Okay. okay. So the electron it wants to go north, but it's not gonna get north. But it is gonna turn quite significantly, uh-huh. and it's gonna turn by just the right amount to hit the top of the screen. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So now instead of hitting the middle of the mm-hmm. screen, we're hitting the top. Now, if you were to do this instantly, you're going to notice that the middle is going to glow for a little bit of time. And then as soon as the uh as soon as the electron hits the top, the middle is still going to glow, but now the top is going to glow brighter and then the middle is going to fade out. Mm.
0: Does that make sense? Repeat that.
1: So, your electron it was shooting at the middle. Yeah. We turned on that top magnet. Yeah. The electron said, "I'm going straight up." Yeah. And it hit the top part of the screen. Uh-huh. Okay? The middle part It was glowing. It's still going to glow for a little bit. It's it's active. It's energized. Uh Um, But the top is now going to glow strong. Oh, because it was there and now it's up there. The middle is not instantly off, but it's more or less off. Yeah. Okay. Now, through the coordination of technology, uh, those magnets are going to turn on in just the right way to guide that electron beam from the top left of the screen over to the right. And then as soon as it gets to the right... They're going to reset themselves and bring it back to the left, but one pixel down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then to the right, back to the left, to the right, to the right, and so on and so forth.
0: And this is just one electron that's creating all this? Or is it it's just a bunch of, a bunch of electrons that are yeah. going out? And it's going to constantly shoot electrons, basically. And then slowly, it's with these magnets, it's pulling the electrons to so then eventually fill out this entire grid.
1: Basically. So if you have a steady amount of electrons, it's going to fill out the entire grid... At a steady pace. And by the time the electron started at the top left and it goes right and then next row down, next row down. By the time it gets to the bottom right, the more or less the entire screen is still kind of illuminated. And that's what your eyes see. You see an illuminated screen. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, go with for it.
0: With the mag, mag, magnetic?
1: Yeah, the electromagnets.
0: Okay, so with that and the electrons being pulled from that mm-hmm. or pulled by that, is it guaranteed that it's always... Yeah. A succession's like you're going to get this corner and then over and over yeah, and over. Yeah, because the amount or...
1: of the right magnet is going to increase little by little. Okay. And the amount of the left magnet is going to decrease little by little. Okay. And that is very well coordinated. It has to be perfect. Okay. And if it's not perfect, so then you're going to get a wonky
0: Yeah, you're going to get certain so spots So you might on. see
1: the image be stretched or you might see like the frame cut in the middle of the screen and you have like two movies going on. Uh, like you've probably seen Is
0: that how you can get two two channels on the same screen?
1: No, it be the same video that you're watching, but half the frame would be on the top and half the frame would be half the next frame would be on the bottom.
0: No, when we were younger, they had TVs that like Yeah, it has like a do. special like feature in it that you can have two channels playing at once of course one is the dominant one and the other one's yeah, like in the corner that's
1: using a computer to make a new image that has both oh okay but the, the tv itself does not okay. know anything about that very often the timing of all this is based off of the hertz of your electrical connection in your house mm-hmm. so for instance if you have a tv in the united states you're going to be running at 60 hertz mm. um whereas if you have a tv in europe that's going to be running at 50 hertz Incidentally, this influences how many time, how many frames per second you're going to get on your TV in, the, in America versus your TV in Europe. So uh, European television is at 50 frames per second, whereas American television is at 60 frames per second. Meanwhile, film is at 24 frames per second because the projector is only going to show 24 images within one second. It has nothing to do with the electricity coming in. Does that make sense?
0: But isn't it the more frames you have, the smoother the images? So if you have 50 frames per second
1: mm-hmm.
0: compared to 60 frames per second, th- so then would it be like laggy or like it's not as smooth, it's kind of jumpy?
1: Um, it might be, but since it's regular, like it's exactly 50 times a second or exactly 60 times a second, your eye, which barely notices anything more than 30, uh-huh. other than, like, sudden exceptions, uh. will not know the difference. Okay. In fact, it doesn't even know the difference for 24. Like, if you have a, a movie shot at 24 frames per second, all the blurs between the frames, your eye is totally happy with that. Uh. Can't, can't tell the difference. But if you have, like, a video game playing at 60 frames per second and then it stutters, you're going to notice the stutter. So... Whether it's irregular or whether it's stuttering is the more important, like, metric. But the TV would always be playing at 60. Like, it never, it's not even doing anything complicated. It's just the electrical connection coming in moves at 60 times a second up and down. And that's what influences how the TV works. Okay. Okay, so um, you have your electron gun. You have your magnets moving where the gun is pointing. Mm -hmm. You have your screen of phosphors. Okay. Uh, so far we had very simple phosphors. It's just like going to show white light basically. Yeah. Okay. Black and white TV. Now all the electron gun needs to do is choose how many electrons to hit at a phosphor. If it sends no electrons, the phosphor is going to be black. Uh, if it sends a lot of electrons, the phosphor is going to be bright white. Oh. Uh, that makes sense? Uh, you can only illuminate them to a certain amount. So those TVs had a brightness limit. Um, but... That's basically what is going on. So, if you want black and white TV, uh, black and white um, pictures, you basically have your grid of phosphors, and everyone represents a pixel, or picture element. That's what pixel stands for. Pix, picture, L, element. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, for color TVs, you have a mosaic of uh, usually red, green, red, blue, red, green, red, blue to some extent like there's all sorts of different patterns that are used um and by having a combination of red green and blue you can basically simulate every color our eyes can see because as we spoke about last time our eyes have receptors for basically red basically green and basically blue Mm -hmm. um now all tvs weren't the best at this like you can get a certain type of color but not as good as you could get from a projector that's basically shining light through a film, mm-hmm. like that, will look just as good as the film looks. Uh, whereas the TV is limited by how much glowy your little red, green, and blue phosphors can get. Mm-hmm. So if they can glow very red or is kind of a pale red, that's going to influence like the gamut of colors that you can see. Okay, but you basically multiply every pixel by three, and you have a little red pixel, green pixel, blue pixel in the same like spot. Mm-hmm. that one white pixel used to take up okay okay um and that would be how uh a color tv would work you would basically have the electron gun choose how much red green and blue to send over and the magnets would coordinate if it's hitting the red phosphor the green phosphor or the blue phosphor
0: oh so you have phosphors that are colored
1: yeah, so if you if you take a magnifying glass and you look at the screen, uh-huh. you're going to see a red blotch, a green blotch and a blue blotch.
0: Meaning like there's a a, a color film in front of that that does that. I think or... it's a,
1: I, I think it's a, a film on top of the white phosphor. Yeah, like because I, I I really don't know, the, but I think there are some materials that will glow that color. Okay. And those were preferable to putting a film because then you can get a brighter, more saturated color. Mm -hmm. that's basically what we have with our modern tvs the reason why they can have like ultra bright and saturated colors is because we're playing like uh, physics with uh little tiny holes for the electrons to fall in and they when they fall into that specific hole they leave off a specific photon which is brighter than otherwise so there's lots of crazy stuff going on with the material science of like what materials we're using but the basic principle for all old tvs is the same And and the basic principle for all LCD TVs is the same. And the basic principle for all OLED TVs is the same. Like, it's different technologies. They work differently, but all the OLEDs basically work the same. And then they just tweak the materials. They tweak the circuitry. They tweak the layout of the subpixels. Things like that.
0: Okay. In the old days, you used to have black and white. Mm Mm-hmm movies or you know pictures how do you go from black and white to all of a sudden color using that same thing using the same picture or movie that you shot
1: so what would happen uh is uh because the problem they had is whatever they were broadcasting like this is before you had a vhs uh-huh. okay so whatever they're broadcasting and you have an antenna that's picking up a signal yeah. and that's driving your electron gun um Whatever they were broadcasting, that would have to work on both black and white TVs, but also color TVs. Okay. The black and white TV is super dumb. It would just kind of go across, lighting up those pixels. The color TV needed to do a bit more. It needs to add color to that. So what they what they figured out was they can send the black and white signal, which would essentially be the green signal, because that's what our eyes are more tuned to. I guess... To.
0: I guess backtrack a little bit. Do you record in black and white and then you play in black and white?
1: No, they would record in color. I
0: said black and white. (laughs) They
1: would record in color and then translate that into black and white.
0: Because you don't have a TV that can produce black and white or that produce color.
1: Uh, At that point. So if there was only black and white TVs, they would record in black and white because you're recording digitally. You're not recording to film.
0: Okay, so if you are recording in black and white, can you make it colored?
1: No, not back then. Nowadays bad. we can, but it's kind of crappy. So. so
0: then all the movies that they all of a sudden can make it in color were Always, originally yeah. colored.
1: Yeah. In fact, uh, movies uh, that they're recording, those that's different from TV. That's going to a projector. So all you have to have is film that can capture color and you're more or less good to go. But what was going to television, which is separate, that's like a TV show, uh-huh. that was using a digital camera. So that digital camera would directly make a signal that you can go ahead and look at, like for a live news broadcast, basically. Mm-hmm. That is not going to film. It's going straight from, uh, like, basically how the digital camera that we talked about, same principle, just lower resolution. Um, It would work the same way. Okay. So... Again, it has to work for both black and white TVs and color. Mm -hmm. So what it would do is it would send over a black and white image. And then it turns out there's some extra time between frames. So you'd have your frame and then the electron gun could kind of continue going for a little bit. And then it would reset to go back to the top. Okay. Okay. In that extra space, you can add color. So you can say, okay, we're going to do the whole frame again, but we're going to add some red and blue at the same time. So, color TVs would be perceptive of this extra information, whereas black and white TVs were like, I'm, I'm not pointing anything at a screen here. That's just going to keep going until it gets to the next frame.
0: But we're talking about how for color TV, there's that film, or we think it's a film in front of the phosphorus that is red, green, and blue.
1: Yeah. So, the first. So,
0: if you have a black and white image that you're putting through, that are... would
1: target the green phosphorus. So uh-huh. it's going gonna, it's gonna to light up all the green phosphors, uh-huh. and then immediately afterwards, if it was a very simple TV and it's not doing any processing, it's not combining stuff ahead of time, yeah. it would then go and do a second pass and do the red and blues. So the greens are still going to glow a little uh-huh. as you add the red and blues. So then your eyes are going to combine the color, basically.
0: Oh, to make a black.
1: No, to make it yellow, for instance. If you have red and green, that would make yellow. Uh-huh. So first, it's going to light up the green pixels on the whole image. And then it's going to light up all the red pixels on the whole Yes, yeah, and your eye co- is going to see that as yellow.
0: Yeah, it's mixing colors to get that color that yeah. you're you're trying to portray, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you answer the question? Whether how do you go from black and white pictures to colored pictures? I don't remember.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's what I was trying to explain. So, <laughs> if if you have a if you have a black and white TV and a colored TV, um, and the studio is sign- sending out your tv show that you're watching your soap opera uh Uh, then the black and white tv would only see that first part of the image which is just going to be the green pixels for the color tv so it's recorded in color but they only send out the green pixels to the black and white folks and that's that's all they're gonna get
0: and that's gonna show black and white pictures
1: yeah basically if you throw out the red and blue it looks black and white
0: oh it does Mm -hmm. oh so green color is black and white
1: a green color is the one our eyes are most attuned to. So, if something is bright, it generally has green in it.
0: And green is black? Or black Green
1: would be white. No green would be black.
0: Oh, so green would be white and no green would be black. So, you just need to send out green lights and then whether it's there or not, it'll be black and white picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Or gray in between.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So, fair, fairly... Uh, standard now you might remember from old tvs you sometimes have to whack it
0: yeah why (laughs) okay
1: well it got out of sync so you have the frame so the frame instead of starting at the top left corner the frame started a little bit below so it does the whole dance and then when it starts doing the bottom part of the frame it goes back to the top and it does that part so now your frame is cut in two yeah. So whacking the TV basically jostles all the electrical components and it might readjust it if your TV is a little shoddy. Um, that's that's why you would bang on your TV. It actually had a result. So and, uh, other fun things. If you have no signal, you get snow or yeah. noise, white noise. Yeah. Uh, and that's because the air is full of like um electromagnetic waves.
0: We call it sand.
1: Oh, you call it sand?
0: Yeah. Oh cool.
1: So there's lo- there's lots of names <laughs> for it. Um and it go pshhh, Yeah. Um uh, because the audio is getting the exact same turbulence, basically. Um and your TV is basically amplifying nothingness. And that's the way you get snow. Or sand or um, At least in,
0: in Vietnam, the mm-hmm. the, the Vietnamese term. word, the Vietnamese term is sand mm-hmm. too, with the literal like translation. Mm-hmm. Maybe because we never have snow in Vietnam.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that is a foreign concept. <laughs> so we don't know what that yep. is,
0: but we know what sand is.
1: Um, uh, other fun things, if you have a, if you can't press on it to change it, but if you have a magnet and you put it on your CRT and you move it around, the colors will get wonky. Uh-huh. Because you're now influencing the electron, which is trying to go to the top left. And it's like, oh, another magnet. Let me change course again. Okay. So you can mess with the image and have fun with that.
0: Okay. So I mentioned this earlier, uh-huh. but you know when you are at least with more modern TVs, mm-hmm. when you push, when you put your finger on everything the screen, wonky. everything is wonky and you see some red, green, and blue sometimes. Mm-hmm. What's, What's going on? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, uh, LCD TVs, they work differently. I'll save the the guts for that episode. For a future episode. Uh, But basically you have little crystals. And those little crystals determine. How light should twist. So light has something called a polarization. It's basically the angle that it's coming in at. It can come in at 45 degrees. It can come in at 90 degrees. You
0: almost jab yourself in the face. In
1: the the face (laughs) of my hand. Um, It has an auto stop feature. (laughs) My brain is constantly aware. Until it's not. Um, (laughs) So basically the light will twist. According to this liquid crystal this liquid crystal is influenced by a few things either electrical voltage so the circuitry in the tv will turn determine how much the light twists or it can be determined by heat pressure and magnetic um uh magnetic fields so if you press hard on your lcd all the liquid crystals in that region are now going to be compressed so they're all going to change color all at once, all at the same way. So if you have a white screen and you press smack in the middle, you're going to get a cool rainbow effect. And like that changes as you press it.
0: I'm I'm seeing it as if you have uh, like a, a layer of screen, like a, a layer of plastic or something on top. And then underneath there's like these little floaty particles. If you put your finger in the middle, mm-hmm. it will close up that gap and then disperse everything to the edge So
1: it's not quite what you're doing is you're warping the whole screen and these look little liquid crystals are in like little capsules. Uh-huh. So they're very sensitive to any like stretching at all. So when you press in the middle of your screen, you're warping the entire screen, uh-huh. but the middle is warped more than the outer part. Uh-huh. So it looks like you have like a whole wave type thing going on as you press in and out. Yeah. Uh, and you have fun with it. Don't do this because if you <laughs> press ever so slightly too much You'll crack those little containers with the crystals in there. Uh-huh. And then it's going to bleed and you're going to have a forever broken TV.
0: I see. Is that why you you said not to touch your yeah, monitor as n- well? that's
1: why you never touch your monitors. Now, the one exception to that is like an iPad or an older iPhone. Yeah. Um, they have a piece of glass on there. So you can press fairly hard before this starts happening. But you can still see it. So if you have a, an iPad uh you can press in the middle of it the harder you press the more it's going to do this waving that's it telling you you're pressing too hard basically
0: oh so then what about modern iphones iphones where you can do you can push hard and then it'll do something the tactic whatever what's it called
1: okay that has nothing to do with that the whole screen is moving and it's detecting that so oh the whole
0: screen's moving so yeah. it, so it's not just that one spot under your finger that's moving that no, you feel the it's pulse. the whole screen
1: and then you have a little uh magnetic oscillator which is basically basically a speaker you can add that for another episode as well um and that will vibrate your whole device but you feel it where you're touching it so it makes it yeah. feel like it's coming from there
0: oh so the screen is moving the entire screen
1: yeah so that's the taptic engine uh so your fingers moving the entire screen and then the little taptic engine uh is moving the entire phone basically which is why you don't have one in an iPad because it's a much larger device and it wouldn't be as uh, as uh, illusionary to our brains that it's coming from Mm. a particular spot. So, uh, yeah, you can use magnets to do the same thing on LCDs than you can on old TVs. Um, But yeah, that's, that's where that crazy pattern comes from when you press on LCDs. So OLEDs do not have this because they work with Like, there's no little pocket of crystals that you're influencing.
0: Okay, I have one more question. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes in older TVs, or I don't, I guess modern TV can happen too. There's a, sometimes there's a frickin' spider that got inside mm-hmm. and it's just in that corner of your screen and you can see it. So this actually. Why isn't it dying from all the electrons and all the heat, the, the, the things that the TVs producing?
1: Okay. So this has nothing to do with old TVs but old LCD TVs. So the old TVs with the CRT, the cathode ray tube. Yeah. That's a thing of vacuum. Nothing is getting in there. If something got in there, your TV's broken. Okay. Okay. Now your LCD, like you said, you have a piece of plastic and then you have the screen. Um, and as you press, like, eventually the piece of plastic hits the screen, and then start things start deforming.
0: So if you push hard enough, that will squish that spider that it is will, there. It will, and then it's permanent. It's permanently there. Okay.
1: Um, but basically, uh, spiders and small, uh, small insects okay. will I've eventually...
0: Only, I've only ever seen spiders, and it's so gross. Uh,
1: sometimes there are small insects, and you can see, like, a splotch, but you oh, can't really? see the insect, you just see the colony of insects. Oh, oh, yeah. no. Um so basically (laughs) uh someone laid eggs uh so usually things are fairly well sealed but sometimes they're not uh and that can get in between your screen and the plastic that's protecting your screen um and there's not much you can do sometimes you can whack your tv just like old tvs except you're not changing the image you're changing the spiders um
0: position (laughs) yeah but but like
1: especially the dead spider that got stuck there and did not find food But the TV, the the
0: TV can get pretty hot when you're using it. So why wouldn't that? Oh, it does cook it. Yeah,
1: and then your spider is kind of sitting there, dried up.
0: Oh, okay. Because that it it moved. (laughs) We had a TV that it moved.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was as big as my thumb.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A friend of of ours uh, of my family, uh, they had their computer stop working on them. And when they looked inside their computer case, there was a gecko oh. on the hard drive that basically melted oh. um, from the heat of the old computer. Oh. So it, it melted into the hard drive. There's just, like, a gecko gecko stuck there. A so,
0: gecko is like a...
1: The f- the full size lizard. Yeah, those yeah. are big. Yep, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some people get spiders. Some people in... Uh, <laughs> and the pacific islands get geckos that's just the way it is at least they did not get coconut crabs because those are big so you have to have a big computer to have enough room for one of those to crawl in
0: Mm, okay oh i'm so gross out right now on
1: that wonderful tasty note (laughs) (laughs) goodbye everyone
0: bye